0: Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world. Hey, hey, hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. So thanks for joining me for another episode, and before I get into it, I wanted to thank everybody. So in the last few days, I got a notification that I'd hit 10,000 downloads on my podcast, and I'm really proud of it, okay? But I wouldn't have achieved this without you listening, so I wanted to say thanks to each and every one of you that are tuning in. I also wanted to remind you that if you're enjoying the podcast, um, that I also actually have a Patreon channel. You might not have been aware of that. Um, You can access on there some more regular spiritual content, okay? So for just six euros or eight US dollars per month, I publish two masterclasses and one live um, reading and Q&A session with myself okay so that's every month okay um it not only you know gives you more spiritual content but it also helps me to keep the podcast going um because it allows me more time to dedicate to creating episodes okay so check out it's life after life with sandy Byrne on patreon and the link will be in the description box attached to this podcast So, without further ado, let's get into this episode um, where we're going to discuss the topic of mediumship versus cold reading. Okay, because one of the most common things that I hear when people are talking about mediums um, is that they refer to us as cold readers. Okay, either cold readers or mind readers. Okay, I'd love to be a mind reader. (laughs) um and if you know if in fact this were true then I would be able to say that I have met some of the most gifted cold readers mind readers and body language readers that ever graced the face of the earth uh almost to the point that I wonder why the FBI don't directly recruit these people to help them with their interrogations okay (laughs) because if they were that good at reading minds um surely they would be able to tell if somebody was guilty or not so the fact of the matter here is that while it might be possible to learn to read somebody like that, I mean, you can learn, you know, to read body language and gestures and all that kind of stuff, and maybe even learn to, to mind read. I personally don't believe that this is what mediums do, okay? As a medium myself, I know that reading body language and facial the facial expressions of a customer, it's something that I try to avoid at all costs. Because, in you know, if I spend time trying to figure out what their expression or their body language actually means, that completely distracts me from the reading that I'm supposed to be doing for them, okay? And truth be told, I'm a really bad cold reader, okay? I don't know what people um, are thinking. Okay, if you've ever had a reading from me or if you've seen me, you know, on stage, at a stage show or whatever, I have a tendency to look away from the person that I'm reading for or sometimes even close my eyes when I'm given information from spirit now this isn't advisable and most medium teachers will discourage you from doing this but personally it makes it easier for me okay because the expressions on people's faces it generally puts me off the message that I'm getting from spirit okay I'm not very good at multitasking so trying to figure out their body language or facial expression at the same time as trying to interpret what spirit are giving me um, it just doesn't work for me okay so, I'm going to give you a couple of things, a couple of pointers, uh, well, four to be exact, that uh, you can look out for, which can help you determine if the reading that you actually um, got from the medium, you know, see if that actually came from spirit or if they were, in fact, cold reading you, a term that people use cold reading, mind reading. So, my interpretation of this whole cold reading thing is that they're reading your body language, okay, they're reading your facial expression. that kind of stuff okay so um the first one that I have down here is getting information from a reader that you can't validate at the mo in the moment of the reading that's later validated okay um this is an excellent way to know that you're not being read okay because if you didn't know something um, if you didn't know something had happened or some piece of information then how could the medium tell it to you if they were reading you? Okay, if they were really reading you, they'd only be able to tell you stuff that you knew, okay? Um, So, you know, when they come out with something that you don't immediately know, or, you know, that you have to maybe check with um, another family member or something afterwards, or go and look at photographs or whatever, to try and find out if this information is accurate. Well, then you know that that must have been coming directly from spirit because, if you didn't know it, how on earth did the medium know it, okay? So, uh, for example, I went to a medium years ago. Before I used to work publicly, I went to a medium myself to connect with one of my own loved ones, okay? um, A guy called Kevin, who I've spoken about before. So, during the reading, she taught me that where he had his motorbike crash was near the place that he grew up. Now, I knew for a fact that this wasn't true, Okay? She also gave me a nickname for my grandmother that I wasn't aware of that I hadn't heard before. So I was kind of thinking, you know, I don't think that she really connected with him. You know, but when I came home and checked it with my mam, it was all true, okay? Um, Kevin had grew up in a place called Britis, which is just outside Thurles, but near where he crashed his motorbike, which was up the country, you know, um, almost two hours from where he lived. Um, there was a place called British Park, okay, so the name of where he crashed connected with um, where he had grown up, so he grew up in British, and there was a British Park nearby, okay, and the nickname that she'd given me for my grandmother, okay, um, it wasn't, because Kevin was more like my brother than my uncle, and when he does come through, he comes through very much like a brother, Okay, so when she was giving me the nickname for my grandmother, it was actually his grandmother and he and my mother had been really close. And when they were growing up, they used to have a secret nickname that they used to refer to their grandmother as. And nobody knew this nickname, only him and her. They never told another living soul. Okay, because it was picking at my uh, my great grandmother's kind of uh, her ways, you know, making fun of her a little bit so they never told anybody else only the two of them had known this nickname so when i said it to my mother she couldn't believe it okay so um so all of the information was accurate but it was something that i didn't know when i was at the reading so there was no way that this information could have come from her reading me in some way i knew it had to actually come from him okay in the same way personally um i read a girl Um, in the past who was trying to connect with her dad. Okay, we did, we connected with her dad. But during the reading, her dad told me about a car that he'd once owned. Okay, he even showed me a picture of him by the seaside with the car. Now, if anybody's been for a reading with me and something has come up about a car, I describe cars more in blue cars, green cars, red cars or whatever. But sometimes, you know, um, I'm inspired, you know, that they tell me the actual make and model of a car, the actual color that it was, you know, like um, a racing green or something, you know, and I might be able to describe that it was, you know, an older style car. Um, And in this case, I was actually able to give the, the model of the car and the color of the car, okay? And she was so adamant that he never owned a car like the one that I was describing. Okay. But when she went home, a family member validated to her that her dad had, in fact, had that very car. And she went looking and she even found the picture that I was describing to her of him with the car by the sea. So. As it happened, the girl that had come to me for a reading, she was the youngest child in the family and she was born after a gap of several years. Okay, so there was a big gap between the second, last and the last child. Uh, We would refer to that here in Ireland as the scrapings of the skillet. Okay, so a surprise baby, if you like. Um, And in order to afford another child, her dad was forced to sell his car. So she personally had no memory of him ever having had that car at all, whereas her older brothers and sisters remembered it well and remembered how sad that their dad was at having to get rid of it, okay? So that was a big part of who he was that he had owned this car. But she didn't know that, so that had to come directly from her dad. There was no way that I could read that from her. So information that you get, the first one is information that you get from your medium that there's no way they could read from you because if you didn't know it, they couldn't read it from you, right? Okay, Uh, the second one I've put down here now doesn't happen too often, okay? And I've put it down talking about someone who has passed, but maybe your client didn't already know that they had passed, okay? Now this doesn't happen too often, okay, but it can happen. Um, where sometimes, as I say, someone in a reading will mention someone that you didn't know was past. Okay. And this did happen to me in a reading in the past, whereby um, the client that I was reading for, her daughter had lost her brother-in-law. Okay. So her daughter was married and the daughter's brother's brother had died. He died the night before the reading by suicide. Okay. But she didn't know that he had died. And I made a connection with this young man. Okay, she couldn't understand it. She figured that she knew who I was talking about, but that he wasn't passed. Okay, she had come to me for a reading in the morning. It was later that day she called me back to confirm that he was indeed passed, that he'd passed in the early hours by suicide. So she wasn't aware of the passing at the time that she came to the reading. Now that's an unusual one because it's not something maybe that would, you know, often happen unless maybe we're talking about generations ago. Okay. Um, Another one that I've mentioned here, number three, are things that are mentioned by your loved one in a reading that you later come across in your home. Okay. So again, here we're talking about something that you didn't know at the time of your reading. Therefore, it can't be information that the medium has read f- from you. Okay. So oftentimes spirits will mention pictures. This is quite common. I see it a lot, okay? They talk about a specific picture or a picture maybe of them with, you know, you maybe when you were a little child or whatever. And sometimes the pictures um, aren't familiar to the customer. But later when the picture is found, or, you know, maybe when they're going through old albums, or maybe it's a picture that another family member has, okay? Um. It can be other belongings too i read for a lady once and i connected with her maternal grandmother and um, i'm going to read i'm going to quote this from what she wrote um and i'm going to give you a link um in the description box to where you can find her testimony because she posted this only in the last few days before i recorded this um podcast which is what reminded me of it so quote At the time of the reading and before, I was getting a lot of pain in my shoulders and arms, arthritis of the neck, but that diagnosis didn't come till later. One of the people to come through in the reading was my maternal grandmother. I never mentioned the issues with pain to Sandy, but my grandmother started showing Sandy a bracelet and said she said my grandmother wanted me to wear her bracelet. Sandy said it was kind of a wrap around ring that gripped the wrist. This confused me because she never wore bracelet jewellery, only watches, and I have about six of those upstairs. But my grandmother kept coming back to this again and again. It made no sense to me, so we moved on. The next day, I was cleaning the top of her old dresser and heard this ping on the ground to my left. I looked down and there was my grandmother's old copper bracelet that she wore for rheumatism suddenly the penny dropped. That's the bracelet, the bracelet she meant. I wore it for a week and got great relief. End quote. Okay. So that's um, in the client's own words. And I'm going to put a link. Um, she put this comment actually on one of my YouTube videos. So I'm going to put a link to the YouTube video and you can check out the comment yourself if you wish to. Okay. Um, that will be in the description box attached to the podcast here. Okay? The fourth one that I've put down here is names that you don't recognize, okay? Because sometimes names now, not not necessarily always with me, and I've spoke about this in the past, that um, I'm not great with names. I don't always get names in readings because I'm not the kind of person who uses names in day-to-day conversation, you, you know, with, with people that are living, you know? And how you are in your day-to-day life is how you are with your loved ones in spirit, okay? Um, or anybody that you're, you're reading for. So if I'm the kind of person that doesn't use somebody's name in a conversation when I'm chatting with them, then you know it's not going to happen when um, I'm in conversation with someone in spirit either. okay? Um, it's a habit that I've been trying to develop, but I'm so bad with names anyway, it just names just generally don't come to me. but sometimes I get them. okay, I do. And sometimes in readings uh, we get names that aren't recognized by the clients. OK, sometimes you get some uh, name in a reading that you won't recognize, but maybe later you'll meet someone of that name or someone in the family is able to tell you about a family member with that name. OK, um, so again, this falls in the, under the category of a medium being able to give you accurate information that you cannot validate at the time of a reading. This is, you know, it's an amazing way and the most accurate way to know that they're not cold reading you. OK. Um, I did a reading a few years back for a lady in New York. Uh, She was researching her family tree at the time. And during the reading, she was able to validate most of the information that I gave her, but there was one gentleman that she couldn't validate. He was an older gentleman wearing a fedora hat who kept telling me that his name was Marco. Okay. And um, I kept seeing him surrounded by women, you know, it was like blessed art thou among women, you know, like um, there's a prayer that has that line a few days after the reading she came back and she confirmed to me okay that her great-granddad was from san marco and i was telling her that his name was marco uh, during the reading but he was from a town called san marco in italy and she sent me a photo of him wearing a fedora hat okay so i actually put that up on youtube at the time so it's a video that goes back to 2016 Okay, and I talk about this man and show the picture that she sent me of this man with his fedora hat on. And in the picture, he's surrounded by, I think, four or five sisters or something. So it's just him and his sisters in the photograph. So if you look at the description box attached here, I'll put a link to that YouTube video. Um, It's from 2016, so it was a few years ago. But it was also a good way for her, you know, because you could say that because she was able to validate all of the other information... That maybe, you know, in some way I was cold reading that from her or mind reading it from her, because she already knew it. But neither of us had ever heard of a town called San Marco in Italy. Um, But she went and she looked up and um, yes, it actually was, okay. So, you know, when you're going to a medium for a reading, okay, spirit know, they know what's on your mind, they know what you're thinking. So if you're at all skeptical, okay, spirit are going to know that. So they're going to try to find ways to convince you that it's them. okay? Um, they have to. They have to give us the proof. You know, I can't, you know, I can't prove anything to you, but I can provide evidence that's given to me by your loved ones, you know, to let us know that it is them. And mediumship readings don't always have to be about the big life changing messages. They don't. Most of the time it's about validating stuff that only you or the family know okay and in this way spirits are providing you with evidence that it's them talking to you that there's no tricks no fancy techniques to pull the information from you okay some information can just be small stuff okay stuff that's been happening around you or that you haven't discussed with anyone else um recently i said to someone in a reading that they had planted a flower for their loved one in their garden and immediately they said that they didn't plant anything from, from them, you know. Now, they didn't. You know, they weren't lying and they weren't just trying to be contrary for the sake of it. But they actually didn't plant anything from them, despite the, for them despite the fact that they loved their garden. OK, the reading went on another while. And then, you know, just when I was talking about something else, they eventually remembered that the day before the reading, they were out walking in their garden and they had spotted a single solitary sunflower in their garden. Now, they'd never planted sunflowers and they'd never seen sunflowers in their gardens before, but there um, at the foot of a tree was um, one single solitary sunflower. And the term sunflower was a pet name that had been used between them and their loved one. Okay, and this leads me on to another point. Don't give information or lead on the medium. Okay, there's a difference between validating the reading um, and um, and or I suppose helping with the interpretation um, as opposed to giving them the information, okay? So um, with the example of the sunflower, right? I've just given you there above. Um, seeing a sunflower in a garden isn't a message. And as mediums, we try to interpret the information into a message for you. However, while what we're getting from spirits is accurate, we may misinterpret the message. OK, so while helping me interpret the meaning of the sunflower after I had mentioned it, that was fine. But it would have been open to skepticism if the client had asked me if their loved one was talking about their garden in any way or if there was a particular flower they wanted to mention or anything like that. So there's a huge difference, you know, because um. You know, we get information from your loved ones in spirit. Okay, we do. But it doesn't always come through like a very well written, you know, hand note or, you know, um, word for word message as they might um, whisper in our ear. It comes through in pictures and in thoughts. And we're trying to make this into the most accurate message that we can make it for you. But that's the hard part. Spirit don't give us the wrong information. They give us um, the information, but we're trying to make it into a message. So if any of you have ever played charades or pictionary, like, like, you know, it's not like sign language where you know exactly what they're saying. They're trying to act out something or give you the information you need to know about something or to, to guess at something. So showing me a flower in the garden, my interpretation of that was you've planted a flower or flowers in your garden for the loved one, okay? But it wasn't, it was just that they had come across a flower which it made them think of their loved one and it was an unusual place for it to be, okay? So after I had mentioned it, them coming through and helping me with the interpretation was fine. But had they tried to lead me into talking about the flower, well then that wouldn't have been information that I could say it was evidence because you know they're steering me into mentioning it. So there is a difference between validating it and steering the reading, I guess. okay? So um, these are just a few ways, okay that you can decipher if the information um, is coming to you, is coming from you, okay, from the cold reading, if you like, or if it's actually coming from spirit. Now, with all of this said, I do want to be clear. Okay, going into a reading and trying to keep your energy closed, it will only hinder you getting an accurate reading. Okay, Um, we may be getting information, as mediums we may be getting information from spirit, but they're not our loved ones. They're not in our aura or in our energy, they're in yours. Okay, so you need to allow us to connect with your energy, not to cold read you but to get the energy of your loved ones, okay? So if you imagine the aura that's around your body, if just a few inches around your body, this is the space that you need to create for spirit. This is where their energy will be. This is how they come in and find out what's going on for you. But I don't, I don't go into your personal space. I only connect with your aura to get that information from your loved ones, okay? so um, you're relaxing into a reading when you're at a reading it won't allow us to read your mind it will however allow your loved ones to use your energy to make themselves known okay um so don't sit there with your legs crossed and your arms crossed and you know trying to keep a poor face so that you're not giving away anything with your expression okay don't you're only closing down your energy and you know it not only happens in one-to-one personal readings. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have been to see um, a, what I call a demonstration of mediumship. So that's when you go to a show and you see a medium on a stage. They're demonstrating the kind of information and the kind of connections that you can get from spirit. Okay, but it's not it's not intended to replace a full reading. Okay, but sometimes at those kind of events, it can happen that people are so uptight and nervous about getting a message. While, you know, they they want it, but at the same time, they're nervous about it, okay? So, um, in sometimes in those cases, their loved ones, they won't leave their side to go and communicate with the person on stage, okay? Because they want to be with you. If you're nervous, if you're upset, you know, um, they're going to want to be there to help calm you down. So relax and allow them the room to make a connection with you, Okay? So I hope all of this helps you to put your mind at ease about having a reading, okay? Um, If you have any questions, please pop them in the comments below or on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere at all on social media, and I will get back to you. Um, If you're already a member of my podcast, you can um, put your questions in the Members Only Discord channel and um, if you want to watch if you're somebody like me who needs to see something in order to connect with it if you do want to watch the podcasts in video format you can take out a three euros a month subscription to my patreon which will also help me to keep the podcast going for as long as possible okay so again guys thank you so much i'll pop here in the description box as well a picture of the um, online certificate that i got my 10,000 downloads which of course came from you so that's an award for you guys as well and I will see you in the next episode of Life After Life and until then stay safe and take care.